Morning, Thrive Church. How are we doing this morning? All right, it's great to have you guys with us. And as we continue the series in the life of David, turn to 1 Samuel 24 this morning. 1 Samuel 24. Well, um, one of the things that we're taught, especially even early on in life from Hollywood culture, is a certain mindset that is ingrained in us. And we often pride ourselves on this. As a matter of fact, as election season comes up, we're going to see people engage in this type of mindset and this type of action. And what I've come to realize is this one action that we think is so um, needed in our life is one action that can actually dishonor God in a major way. And I want to talk to you about that today because I believe when we give in to this action, we give in to this mindset that we've been taught by Hollywood. And you may say, oh yeah, Hollywood, they're so just evil in Hollywood and these movies. But there's something that's ingrained that you would never have thought of when you watch movies. That is destructive to relationships, it's destructive to the kingdom, and it will destroy you as well. As we look at David's life, David had the opportunity to engage in this mindset. The perfect time. Now, remember the setup. Saul is the king of Israel. Saul was a wicked king. Saul disobeyed God over and over and over again. And finally, God was like, I'm done. The Saul experiment is over. We're moving off Saul. And then Samuel goes and anoints David as king. As we saw last time when we were together, we saw that David slew Goliath. He began to grow, and people began to really like David. Matter of fact, after they, David slew Goliath on the way back, and the first rock song about David ever was written. They're going through the streets, and Saul and David are together. And what the chants were, women were hanging out from the balconies chanting, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And they were like, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has more, right? All my Def Leppard fans, friends, like, yeah, I know that. The rest of y'all are like, what's he talking about? And there's this hit rock song that went on, and it drove Saul crazy. Because he's like, I'm the king, and this guy's getting way more press than I'm getting. I don't like this. And from that moment on, Saul determined that he would destroy David, that he would kill David. Now, there's another lesson we can learn from this that's not what I'm preaching on today, but you understand that insecurity will always distort the truth about you and others. Anytime you're insecure, you will always misinterpret and misunderstand even the most well-intentioned actions of other people. And that's what Saul did. David was his blessing. David was his gift. And he treated David like an enemy instead of royalty. And so what happens is David's on the run with his friends. Saul is seeking him to kill him. Got a bounty out on him. And Saul not only sends his bounty guys to get him, Saul himself says, I will go search the caves. I'm going to find David, and I'm going to kill him. And I want you to look at 1 Samuel 24 and what happens at this point. It says this, after Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all of Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes uh, some sheepfolds, Saul went into the cave to relieve himself. This is where it gets humorous in the Bible. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in the cave. Now's your opportunity, David's men whispered. Today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with you as you wish. Pause for a second. His enemy 
is exposed and vulnerable and his very friends are saying, this is God. This is God giving you the opportunity to take this guy out who's hurting you, who's coming after you. This is your chance to go off with his head. This is very important. Because if Hollywood was writing the story, here's what would happen. David would walk out in front of all of Saul's men, all his men with, his, with Saul's head going, I'm now the king. And in us, in, in our mindset, we'd be like, yeah, that's right. Wicked Saul goes down. Take him out. And we'd all cheer. It'd be the best movie ever. But that's not what happens. David chooses a different route. And that's what we're going to talk about today. David goes a whole different route than what even his friends were saying, this is God. This is God. I mean, that's powerful. When your friends are saying, this is God's opportunity to get vengeance on your enemies, and his friends are feeding him that, extreme willpower. And David has an attribute that we're going to look at. And it says here, the next verse, here's what David did. It says, so David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. In verse 5, but then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut a piece of Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to the Lord my king. I should attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. And after Saul had left the cave and gone his way, David came out and shouted after him, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. See, we're taught in our culture. It's ingrained inside of us. And there's a sense of joy that comes whenever we get to see vengeance taken on someone who did something wrong. We get revenge. Because in our mindset, this sense of justice that we have to get off with their head, they must go down for what they've done. And that is ingrained in us. This is the, the mindset that culture teaches us. And David embraces a kingdom culture where he says, no, 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 no. I will violate the law of God and the wisdom of God if I do this. No matter what he's done to me, he is still the king. And I refuse to do this to him. And David has an attribute that is lost in our American westernized culture. And it's lost in Christianity. It's called honor. Honor. We somehow... I don't know how, but we somehow, as American Christians, believe it's okay to dishonor those we disagree with. We somehow believe it's okay to dishonor and call people's names who are opposite political parties. We have these two people who got up last, you have, what, four years ago and called each other names the whole time. And we're like, yeah, that's good, right, you get him. We're like, it's idiotic, and it's not kingdom culture to dishonor people because you disagree. And let me go a step further. We've lost honor when people dishonor us. David was dishonored. David was, was being done wrong. And he had every right in our mind's eye, his, his friend's mind's eye, to take out Saul to protect himself. And what does David choose to do? He chooses honor. And that's something I'm trying to teach my son. You know, one of the statements that we would say every day is that, I can be honorable even though I disagree. We have statements we say before he goes into school, and we say these statements. Because one of the things that I don't want him ever doing is dishonoring someone who disagrees. And now here's where we're at. Now he's having to learn about taunting and sports. So for him, it's like, 
whenever he scores or like there's this kid on the other team the other day that like he just could not stand playing against. The kid's like, oh man. And when the kid failed, he's like, yeah, I, I, I laughed. I was like, no, 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 we don't do that. We, we, we honor those that we're formidable opponents. We are not dishonorable opponents. And that's something we've lost in our culture. But David shows us this, and I tell you, it's very important. And I want you to understand this. If you're to write anything down from this passage today, here's what we can learn from David, is that living honorably doesn't depend on others. Your honor doesn't depend on how other people treat you. Because you'll have the option, I'll either get them back or I'll operate in honor. When you choose to take things in your own hands and get vengeance, in a vindictive heart and go after somebody and hurt them and want to hurt them for hurting you, you then lose God being your advocate. Because either you'll get revenge or the Lord will take vengeance, but he's not allowed you to do both. Either you'll go in and operate in honor and allow God to come be your advocate or you'll take vengeance on your enemies and God says, okay, you go ahead and do you. I'll step back and let you have this whole thing. And you do not want to have God not on your side when you're going through things, right? And so when it comes to honor, I want you to understand this, when it comes to other people, is that you can't control what, what people do to you, but you can control how you respond to them. Very important. That's a principle that I think that many of us don't. Listen, you can't control other drivers on 288, 95, and Powhite, but you can't control your middle finger. I know y'all. <laughs> Try to act all holy in church. Like, you know, I know y'all. I know that you're standing in your breath and people cut you off and everything. But we have to understand, we can't control how other people respond to us, but we can't act in honor to them. And anytime you choose to do that, you will see the blessing of God rest on you. And David chooses to do that. In the end, David wins. David becomes king, and Saul goes into an incredible, incredible demise because Saul was dishonorable and David was honorable. You can't control how your spouse acts, but you can control how you respond in honor. You can't control the people at work. You can't control if they're doing you wrong, and, and, and they, but you can control how you respond. And that's so very, very important. You know, Abraham Lincoln was asked in one of his political uh, battles. They said, Mr. Lincoln, haven't you heard like all these things so-and-so saying about you and blah, blah, blah? He's like, yeah. He said, so what do you think about this guy? He says, I think, and he said a bunch of nice, I think he's a great person. I think he's got a, a man of character. He said, no, no, didn't you hear what he said about you? He said, yeah, I heard exactly what he said. He said, you didn't ask me what he thought of me. You asked me what I thought of him. He says, honor. And that's something I think we've lost in our culture. We want to be passive aggressive. We want to attack. We want to, and it destroys and erodes relationships. And even worse than that. There's something that happens that's way worse than just eroding relationships, and it's this here. You end up dishonoring yourself and dishonoring God. You lose self-respect when you do that. And you also lose respect for God and respect for others respecting the God that you serve. And here's my fear, and if you can write this down, here's my fear uh, today, is that if we stoop down to dishonor others, then we will end up not honoring God. At the end of the day, that's what we wanna do. We wanna honor God. We want people to see with us that we honor the God that we serve. And I think whenever you take vengeance in your own hands and you wanna get back at somebody, and even Proverbs says this, Proverbs says if you wish for their calamity and they fall and you rejoice, it's gonna come back on you. That's crazy, right? 
How many times, and this has been so hard, that somebody has done you wrong, somebody has hurt you, somebody has, has taken from you, and can we just be honest, the human side of us, we do get a little excited when they have bad fortune happen, right? Let's be honest. I mean, we're not, we're not done with the message yet. You can still admit it. Now, when I'm done with the message, you've got to be like, I'll never do that again. <laughs> but you have to fight this mindset of wanting to dishonor those who dishonor you. And that's something inside of me that I've always had to do. Um, I, have, I have this tendency that if I open the door for you and you don't say, if I, and, and, and then you don't say thank you, I'm like, I'll shut the door on you, man, fine. <laughs> That's just what I've always done. Or if somebody, if somebody pokes me in the eye, I'm gonna poke you right back in the eye. All right, you come at me, I'll come at you. And that's where I always operated in life. And what happened was, I don't just represent Kevin, I represent Christ. And it's a terrible feeling whenever, amen, whenever you're, you're acting dishonorably and you're being passive aggressive and aggressive and vindictive and full of vengeance and then people see that in you and they're thinking, wow, well, I thought you were a, see, not just a Christian, I have to carry the title pastor, that's really hard. And the times that I have messed up, I have to make sure I go back and really, really, really make it right with people because there's something greater than just my name attached to it. And so anytime that, that you stoop down to the level of other people, I want you to understand that you're, you're dishonoring yourself because you're better than that. You should honor yourself. You're dishonoring God, and, and yes, you are dishonoring them. And I know that, like, I think the thing that the Lord really instilled in my heart was I went through a really difficult time. I went through a lot of difficult times in ministry. And, um, I mean, you, you guys are great. There's a few of you that I'm really praying for, but the rest of you, you know, you're great. Some of you know, know who I'm praying for in here, right? Um, but I've been through some incredibly tough times in ministry, and I've been done wrong so many times. And I never imagined that that would happen from Christ followers or professing Christ followers. And I went through a very incredibly difficult time one time, and there was just blatant lies. I mean, complete psychopaths that even vandalized church property. And I mean, it was just crazy that, you know, that, and, and the Lord said, all the ammunition you have against them you're gonna empty the clip out and not use it. Matter of fact, he led me to Exodus 14, 13, and 14, which is not on the screen, but you need to write this down because that's a principle. He said, matter of fact, what you're gonna do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's what he said to Moses. He said, you're not gonna fight this battle. Matter of fact, he said, if you fight, I'm not gonna fight. And if you fight, you won't see my faithfulness. And I was like, all right, God. He said, just stay calm. Read that verse this week, it's amazing. And I remember how hard that was when people are just dishonoring your character, disrespecting you on levels you never, and you want to fight back. That's natural, right? And, no, and that's something, yeah, it's innate in us, but that's not kingdom culture. That's why Jesus, when he came on the scene, he was like, I know you've heard an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I know that the Jewish culture and the culture in has told you that somebody slaps you, you slap them back. He says, but I'm here to present a better way for you. That somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. Because he, he was saying this. Now, he wasn't advocating for, for abuse and, you know, especially domestic abuse. If you're not really, get out of that if you're in that. What he was advocating for was a culture of honor. And I remember the Lord telling me that and saying, hey, listen, I need you to operate in honor. And I, I want to say this to you. It was hard. It's the hardest thing that I ever had done in my life. I had to bless people who hurt me. The Lord told me to send them money. hundreds of dollars. 
The Lord told me, bless those who persecute you and you'll inherit a blessing. But if you choose a path of dishonor, you'll pay for it. And I'm gonna tell you something. During that season of my life, I'd never seen the faithfulness of God in the way that I'd seen by honoring the people who dishonored me. And can I tell you something? When you're in those situations, when, when you're in that, and you begin to bless those who persecute you, and you begin to honor those who dishonor you, just like David did there, he said, my Lord, my King, and he bowed down to him, you will see the blessing of God on your life. Amen. But here's the thing that you and I have to do, and here's what you've got to learn. You've got to, write this down, you've got to learn to respond instead of react. Respond instead of react. Reacting is, man, they poke you, you poke them back, right? Responding is the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you to respond in a Christ-honoring way to that person or those people. To do to them and show them how good God is to you that you've got someone way greater than just you fighting your battles. And you gotta respond to them. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul says this, and I love this verse here, Romans 12, 18. He says, do all that you can, do all that, all that you can to live in peace with everyone. He didn't say, say live in peace with everyone, did he? He says, do all that you can to do that. Meaning that they, they may be people who are taking the low road and they're hurting you and they're stooping down and doing that. But he, Paul, the Apostle Paul said, do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. Now let me clarify that, and I've said this before, doesn't mean you need to live in partnership with them. I will say this. Here's what I have learned, and this is, this is being mature. You cross me and you hurt me and you do dishonoring things to me, I'm gonna honor you and bless you but you have no more access to my life anymore. And some of you in here that are codependents, you keep getting to relationships, you keep getting beat up by that person, verbally, emotionally. What you need to do is say, I can live at peace with you long distance. I can live at peace with you without partnership. And you have to understand that to keep your mental health. And so what do you do in these relationships? You do all that you can to live at peace. You act honorably when they're dishonorable. You make sure that you are representing Christ. And when you do that, if you take care of God's kingdom in that matter, he'll take care of you. If you take care of your character, he'll take care of your reputation. And here's what else Apostle Paul, a few verses later, says this. He says this, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by what? Doing good. Don't let evil conquer you. Some of you right now have people who push your buttons. They want to get under your skin. They say things to you. And what they want to do, the enemy wants you to react to it. He wants you to step out and be dishonorable. They curse at you, and he wants you to curse back at them. And this takes the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. This will take God transforming your heart to live a kingdom culture instead of what we live in the culture, which is a worldly culture to be able to conquer evil by doing good to someone. And you think, they don't deserve to have good done to them. They don't, they deserve to be, well, you let God handle that part of it. And so when you respond to somebody instead of react, there's four principles I wanna share with you which have helped me, which are very important to honoring Christ and reflecting Christ to the world. And there's four principles. The first thing is this, responding is not mirroring. 
Mirroring is doing what they do and fighting like they fight. If you're gonna respond, you can't mirror those people. You can, if they raise their voice, you don't, you don't have to raise your voice with them. If they curse at you, you don't have to curse with them. It's, mirroring is eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And Christ said that will not be the culture of honor. When they, when they take that route and they jab you, you bless them. And some of you this week, I'll tell you this, some of you need to go bless some people that have hurt you, that have dishonored you. It's not for them, it's for you. God wants you to inherit a blessing. Don't mirror their bad behavior towards you. Don't mirror the immature behavior that they've projected onto you. So it's not mirroring. The second thing responding is this. When you respond, responding is fighting fair. It's one of the things that every couple needs to understand. If you're a newlywed in here or you're getting thinking about marriage or whatever it is, you will fight. All the married couples said, And it's not whether or not you fight, it's if you fight fair. You gotta learn to fight fair. And if you're a reactor and a dishonorer and a person who wants vengeance and you're vindictive and passive aggressive, you'll never fight fair. You'll have low blows, you'll, you'll bring up things from the past, you'll say you're just like your dad or your mom, you'll do everything in the world and that's not fighting fair. And you have to realize when you're in these, these battles with people like David was with Saul, you gotta learn to fight fair. Well, they're not fighting fair. He's got 3,000 elite troops coming after me. I've done nothing. And what does David do? David says, even though you're not fighting fair, I'm gonna fight fair. You gotta fight fair. Here's the third principle. Resp uh, responding is understanding projection. This is so important. And I've shared this before. But I think one of the things we don't understand is we take things way too personal from people. Um, I don't know what Saul's issue was, but did David do anything wrong? No. David was his hero. He, I mean, he slayed Goliath. Why was Saul so mad at him? We don't know Saul's history. We don't know a lot about Saul's past, but we can understand one thing about Saul. He was projecting and transferring upon David. There was someone in his past that hurt him that he was taken out on David. He was threatened by him. And I think so many times, I don't think we understand. And I think if you want to really have healthy relationships, I've learned this more in the past year through counseling and through psychology, is that you, the reason that your, your spouse or the person you're with is so mean to you about certain things that seems irrational because they're projecting upon you. As a matter of fact, there's a saying, if the infraction doesn't deserve the reaction, something's wrong. You forget to take out the trash, and you might as well have murdered eight puppies in the backyard, right? <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. They're having a flashback, and they're projecting upon you. And when, if you're going to respond to people, you have to understand that about them. And if you do that to someone, if, if you're the one that, again, if it's hysterical, it's historical. If there's no reason, it should, there's no way you should blow off the top about that. It has nothing to do with the relationship you're in. You haven't healed from past ones yet. Saul was someone who never healed. He was insecure. He had trauma. And he was making David pay for something that happened in his past. And we don't know what it is. It's called transference. It's called projection. I mean, why would someone come in and kick the dog? You ever heard that saying? Why would they do that? Dog hadn't done anything wrong. Because something else made them mad and they took it out on them. David had something taken out on him that he had never, that he was being punished for something that he never did. And so if you're on the receiving end of that, um, number one, let me just say, if you are and it is abusive, get out of it. You don't, nobody deserves to be treated poorly, amen? 
You don't deserve that under any circumstance. Um, but if you're the one doing that and you're realizing it, get help with it. Get help with it. So responding is also understanding that it's not projecting. And here's the, is understanding projection. And finally, here is the key. Responding is taking the high road when you can take them out. Responding is taking the high road when you can even just take them out. David could have took out Saul. He, and if we would have read the story that way in our American twisted thinking, we'd have been like, yeah, that's right, David. That's all our, all our movies in Hollywood are that, right? The hero loses something from the, from the antagonist, and then the protagonist, the rest of the story, goes back to get revenge on the antagonist. I mean, that's every movie right, in Hollywood. And at the very end, we're like, yeah. You know, I remember, remember that movie Taken with Liam Neeson, right? Remember that? His daughter got taken, and he's just like, I have a very special set of skills. When I find you, I'm going to kill you. You're like, yeah. And we got his daughter back, like, chill bumps come on, man. The Holy Ghost just filled me. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> some of y'all are all about some goosebumps and the Holy Spirit. Like, okay, let me just separate that. But, you know, but you're like, yeah, vengeance. And then we come back to real life. We read scripture. God's like, no, 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 no. That's actually, no, no. In your life and what you're dealing with, let God take vengeance when you could even take them out. And there's been times in my life that people who've done me wrong, if I released the stuff that I knew about them, it could have destroyed them. But you know what you do? You take the high road. What you're gonna do is you're gonna honor God. You're gonna honor yourself and you'll let God fight your battles. You're gonna stop fighting these battles and trying to think this you versus that other person. And yeah, I know they're playing unfair. I know they're playing dirty. I know they say things to you. I know they hurt you with that. You act honorably. Protect yourself and act honorably. And what we see here in this story is David ends up being the one celebrated and king. And Saul, his kingdom gets worse and worse. Mental health issues, everything begins to fall apart for him because he's the one that chooses to act dishonorably. So realize this, as you go out of here, we live in a culture of dishonor. We're gonna experience it. And when you do and you get out there, I pray this message would touch your heart. Say, God, I'm gonna respond, I'm not gonna react. God, I'm gonna operate in honor even though they're operating in dishonor because I wanna honor you. And when God sees that, can I tell you what he'll do for you? He'll say, step out of the way, let daddy fight this battle for you. I got this. And I'll tell you something, amen? I would, listen, I would much rather have your vengeance in my life than have God's vengeance. Amen? I would much rather have that. You operate in honor, God will take care of it. And you'll honor him, you'll honor yourself, and come what may, again, God will receive glory. Let's pray this morning. Father, this is a hard message and a hard pill to swallow. For there are people fighting battles right now that we don't know about. They have even parents that treat them this way, Lord. Friends, coworkers, exes, spouses, children. Like, that, Lord, they're just, some people are surrounded by this, and they're wondering, what do I do in this situation? Father, I pray today that they would look at David and realize that if they will operate in honor, then you would take care of the situation. And I pray that's a word for somebody in this place today, for somebody watching online today, God. For you say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And God, we're reminded of your scripture that those who bless instead of persecute will inherit a blessing. 
And I pray that. May we reflect the kingdom culture to a world that desperately needs kingdom culture, Father. I pray for that. Give us the courage to live that out. Holy Spirit, there are people in here who need it this week and cannot do it on their own. May you fill them and use them in that manner. And as we're praying today, church, in this mode of prayer, maybe your next step is actually have a relationship with God so he can fight your battles. Maybe you walked away from your faith. Maybe you were hurt. Maybe you saw a bad version of Christianity or you've never surrendered to Jesus. No matter what boat you're in today, today could be your day. And all it takes is you surrendering. You praying this prayer after me. So whether you're in here physically or watching online, if you wanna take that next step, pray the most important prayer of your life and you say this, you say, God, I need Jesus. I surrender to Christ as my Lord. I give my life to you. For I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again on the third day. And I believe you are Lord. And today you are my Lord. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Help me to honor you, God. And God, today we all thank you in here for fighting our battles when we step down so you can step up, Lord. In Jesus' good name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's celebrate everybody who made that decision today. Hey, man, last week at our Richmond campus, five people alone at one campus made a decision for Christ. Isn't that amazing? You're sitting around thinking like, oh, man, he says that every week. I, 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 man, it's awesome what God does. But here's what I want to do, and this is special right now. I want you to stand to your feet, and the song that we're going to sing is a song about God fighting our battles. And some of you have never had to step up and live in honor. You've never had to do that. I want you during this time, because you're going to need the strength and power of God, I want you to sing this song corporately and declare that you're going to let him fight your battles. Amen?